voice was just tore up this morning and wasn't sure how much I had left. And uh, I appreciate Brother Piercy being willing, amen, to step in. I pre- we've been having a lot of these, a lot of our ministers preach uh, on Sunday nights. Not every Sunday night, but many Sunday nights. And, and uh, we are so blessed to have such good men. We are. Amen. 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 And I, I say, Brother Pierce, he's a young man because he's a year younger than I am. Amen. But uh, so he's a young man in my book. Amen. Amen. He'll take it. That's right. I'll tell you how old he is, but he's a year younger and I'm 49. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Pierce, he's going to come and and I'm excited to hear a word from the Lord tonight. Yes. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving as he comes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Has he made a difference in your life? Yes, he has. Man, is there anybody here that wants to give God some glory right now for that difference that he has done for us, what he has given to us? Praise the Lord. I'm going to make a, a promise here in front of all the saints to my wife that I will not be long tonight. Um, I was going to wear a watch, but uh, fortunately none of them worked, so I figured <laughs> it would just be for show anyway. So <laughs> praise the Lord. But I, I do promise that I, I will be short tonight. I don't have uh, a lot uh, to go over. And as long as I don't get stuck in the intro for a half hour, we'll be good. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Kings, uh, 1 Kings chapter 17. Praise the Lord. It was uh, a wonderful service this morning. Great move of God. The word that uh, that pastor brought to us today was amazing. Keeping our provider and not losing our, our, <laughs> our provision. Amen. He is the provider of all our provisions. Amen. Praise the Lord. In Kings chapter 17, starting with verse 10, Scripture says, So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I might go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, 
neither shall the crews of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Amen. We talked this morning, Pastor talked about provision. Amen. This woman had just one provision left. It's all she had. And I was reading about this a few weeks ago, and when Pastor asked me this morning, I, I just felt like I could tie this in to like what he was talking about this morning, about the provision and the provider. So let's pray right now that God will move on us and open our hearts. Jesus, I ask, Lord, that you come into this place. Guide me, Lord. Help me reach the word that you want us to hear today, Jesus. I pray, God, that you open up our minds and our hearts, Lord. Bless each and every one of us here in this place. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See, the title I have for tonight is Just a Little. Last Sunday morning, Brother Scott said, we only need a little faith for God to work. Right? We, we, don't, we don't have to bring a lot of faith. We just have to bring a little faith for God to be able to work. It's amazing what God can do if you read through the scripture. And in fact, if I may, uh, if we called the Bible something else, we could call it he did it. Because the Bible is full of everything he did and that he continues to do today, right? He did it for us then, and he's continuing to do it for us now, today. Hallelujah. But see, the people of Israel were beginning to fall back into sin they were beginning to walk away from God, walk away from his calling, and from doing what was right in his eyes. And so God decided to bring famine to the land and no rain. So the, this affected everybody. See, th this woman was a Phoenician woman. She's not an Israelite. They weren't in Israel. God sent Elijah over there to um, Zarephath to meet with this woman specifically because he had provided already for him. Right. See, so he had already sent Elijah with the provision before he even got there. Right. Amen? Yeah. He sent him with the provision. He said, I've already prepared a widow woman, and you will find her in that place. And in verse 10, it says that Elijah asked the woman for a little water, and she obliged with no problem. It's easy for us to answer God's call when there's no cost. When it's free to us, it's easy to give. But you see, God most of the time will do that to us to see what we're going to do. How are we going to move? Are we going to answer his call? See, the man of God knew that this woman was going to be there waiting for her. And so his first move was to say, Bring me some water, because that's going to cost her anything, nothing at all. It's just going to cost her a little effort to go over there and get the pail, fetch some water for him. And as soon as she turned and was willing to do so, he said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little cake. Now, now I'm going to get serious. Now, now that you're willing to do what costs you nothing, are you willing to go further and bear a cost so that I can provide for you? You see, she was scared at that point. 
at that point, she turned around and, and told him, you know, as the Lord thy God liveth, all I've got is a little meal and a little oil. You see, I'm just out here gathering sticks because this famine has brought me and my son to the point of death and starvation. And we just have just a little bit left, just a tiny bit left, enough for me to make a cake for me and my son, and that's all we've got. And he said, if you give it to me first, how many times has God asked us to give him first? How many times have we had provision given to us, and then he turns around and says, give me a little of that first? before you take for yourself, right? Because it, it's easy when the barrel is full. It's easy when the cruise of oil is filled to the top for us to go ahead and make that cake and to give it up and to give it to the, to the man of God as he's asking to give Jesus what he's asking for just a little bit. It's amazing how when he provides for us and we're willing to, to move on that provision and give him a little bit back. What we receive in return is so much bigger. The blessing is so much greater. Amen. We need to be willing to do something for God when he asks, no matter the cost. And that's the hardest thing. The hardest thing for us to do is when it's going to cost us everything. This woman said, look, I don't think you understand here. Let me make this real clear. I'm gathering sticks because I have nothing left. I'm going to die, and this is the last thing we get to do, and you're asking me to forego that just to feed you, and then we're going we're gonna to just have to die anyways without, without any comfort in life. You see, our provisions provide us comfort here, but we shouldn't hold to that comfort. Right. Amen? Because it's just for a little while. Right. Amen? Because our real provision is in him. Right. Being with him. Right. Making it to heaven. That's where we are going to have glory. Amen? Right. Amen? As great as the riches can be here on this earth and as amazing as possessions could be here on this earth, holding to them will not give you glory. Amen? Only holding to God can provide glory. So the widow tells Elijah, I'm going to make my last meal. And he says, just make it for me first. You know, there was a rich young ruler in the book of Matthew that comes to Jesus and tells him, you know, uh, good teacher, will you tell me what I need to do to be saved. Amen? Tell me what I have to do. And, and, and Jesus goes into the commandments and lists all the commandments that he needs to follow. And he says, he says, tell me what I lack because I've already done these. I'm already following this. Tell me what I lack. And Jesus looks at him and he says, if you will be perfect, sell all you have. Give it all away, and then follow me, and, and bear my burden. Amen? 
And the, the scripture says that he went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. Right. You see, when we, when we hold to the possessions of this world over everything else, the, this young man went, went to Jesus saying, what do I lack? If there's anything I lack, tell me now. And Jesus said, you know what? All the rest of this I've mentioned to you, they're at no cost to you. But your possessions are holding you back. So if you give them away, then you can be made free. If you give them away, give up that cost. Amen? If you want to be free, if you should be made perfect, you got to give it up. You got to let go of it. Amen? We've, we've uh, we heard Brother Hopkins say, right, praise is already given unto God when we praise him. But worship comes with a cost. When we read so many of these stories in the Bible, like Job today, at, at what cost that he still gave God worship? Amen? When, when, when God went to Abraham and he said, I want you to take your son, your promise, as, as Pastor said this morning, that was his promise. And I want you to sacrifice him unto me. He was testing Abraham to see, would you give up your most precious possession, the provision I've given to you, would you pay that price to follow me? Would you pay that price to answer my call? Amen? And so many of us, we get to that point where God is saying, we need just a little more. Give me just a little bit more. If you'll give me just a little, I will do so much in your life. And we, we, we just can't give it up. We can't walk away from it, whatever it is. People have a hard time. Those who are drug addicts, my uncle was a drug addict for the most of his life. It, it, it tore up his marriage. It tore up his relationship with his kids. He was in and out of prison for the longest time. And all because he wouldn't give up that possession. He wouldn't give up what it was he was chasing. You see, God was calling to him, even at a young age, a young man raised in the church. My grandfather was a pastor. You know, he played the trumpet. You know, he knew God. And then he decided to walk away from it all because he wanted to have fun. He told me at one point in time, Later in, in his life, uh, after he had come back to God, he said, you know, I, I, I asked God, just give me a season to do whatever I want. How dangerous can we be to be able to do what we want in this world? Knowing that it's going to cost us eternity if anything goes wrong. Amen? I'm not willing to give up that. I have one safety net. Amen? I don't know about anybody else, but I have only one safety net, right? And it, it isn't my checking account or my savings account, right? And, uh, and, and my 401k portfolio is not very good. So I, I don't have a whole lot of a safety net for this world, but I have one safety net above all safety nets. And that is, I have a provider. 
I have my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is merciful unto me, amen, who took me and turned me around from all the problems in this world, amen. And, and some people have walked away from so much stuff, right, have had so many problems in their lives. We have people that are here today as witnesses as to what God can do in your life if you will just turn to him and let him be your safety net. Give up alcohol, give up drugs, give up the, the control of money and everything that the world wants from you and put him in control and let him take control of your life. And then you'll see what's going to happen, amen? Amen, look at Brother, Brother Tracy over here. God bless him. I love to see the work that he has done in his life. It is beautiful to see God's move in his life. As we look further into the word, we have to ask the question, what are we willing to give up? How much are we willing to give up? Money is something that comes and goes in this life. Abraham was asked to give up his only son. Would we be able to go that far? Right? I have two boys. Would I be able to go as far as Abraham did? Amen? To even take the step, the whole process, to be able to wake up that morning and look my wife in the eye and say, hey, me and the boys are going to go worship God, knowing that she was never going to see him again, knowing that this was the last time she was going to get to see her kids, right? That's what Abraham did. Woke up, he told his wife, we're going to go worship God. He brought along some of his men with them, right, to bring some of the provisions needed for worship. But the whole time, he was the only one who knew the cost. Amen. There's so many times that no one else knows what the cost is right. in your life. But you have to be willing to go forward. You have to be willing to take that, that burden and move forward with it, trusting that God is going to be your provider and that he is not going to take away the provision that he has given you. Amen. When we begin to obey God, good things will happen. Amen. Amen. When we begin to obey God, it's, it's amazing how when you think about all the blessings that have occurred in your life, right? And I've had blessings and I've had heartache. And I can tell you that the blessings I can look back on and I can tell you the only reason I was blessed was because God is good. Amen. That is the only reason. Amen. It's not because I'm some great person. It's not because, you know, I'm into politics or I'm well-known or, or people are just sorry for me and having pity on me. I'll tell you what, every blessing I have in my life is because God is good. And I believe that every blessing in my future is because I trust in him and he will continue to be good unto me. Amen? Good unto me because I will put him first and obey him. When Elijah tells this widow, says, go and make me a cake first, right? 
Now, I, I don't know what she did. You know, I don't know how much meal she really had. Um, if she really had just a little, enough to make one cake, you know, try and squeeze a little, maybe if I leave just a few crumbs of meal or something like that. But I believe that, that she took all she had and poured it into that bowl and poured all the oil. And man, she probably had a finger scraping, just get a little bit more. So it's just a little more oil in there. Scrape that out, knead that all together, and bake that cake. Because if I'm going to trust in God, I'm going to give it all to him. Because that's what he's asking for. He's not asking for you to, to hold anything back. And if you just have a little, it's all he needs. The scripture says that if we have faith as a mustard seed, right? You take that tiny seed and you put it in the ground and you give it some water and let the sun do the rest. And then it grows so big that the birds have a place to land and nest. Amen? That's something so tiny. And Brother Scott said it last Sunday. Something so tiny can become so great. Amen? If, if we just have a little bit and we decide we're not holding any of it back. I don't have a lot to give, God, but what I have, I'm giving it all to you. All of it. Whatever it is I have, I give it all to you. I place it here on the altar, and I let you take control. And you can make this turn into good. Make it grow bigger than a mustard seed. Amen? Bigger than a tree of a mustard seed. And because of the obedience that this widow had in doing, again, not an Israelite. This is not a woman who knows God. When she tells Elijah, she says, your God, thy God, not my God, right? right? But by thy God, let me tell you the truth. I just have a little meal and a little oil, right? So I've heard about your God. <laughs> and man, isn't it amazing what God can do for the non-believer? Isn't it amazing the provision that he can give us and show the person who says, look, he's your God, not mine, right? Now, I, I've heard stories, but I haven't seen anything. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if a little bit of the curiosity of going ahead and giving the cake was to see, is some of this real? Because if it is, I want it. Yeah. Amen? When we're able to show the world the truth, amen, the world will want it. Amen? The one thing that this world wants above all other things is truth. They don't want to be living a lie. They don't want to be lied to. They don't want to be deceived. They want you to be honest and truthful. And so when we're out there, we need to make sure that we are providing a true light to this lost world, being a true light unto them. The widow's woman, this widow woman, just a few days later, her son becomes sick. Now, she's already tasted God's goodness, right? Because after she gave him a cake, she was able to make one for her and one for her son. The scripture says that the meal won't waste. So 
I, I don't know if you realize, but that famine lasted three years, six months. According to the book of Luke, Jesus says that there was, you know, a famine in the land for three years and six months, right? right? right. And so, it, I don't know about you, but, you know, flour, meal, corn, whatever it was, it doesn't last three years and six months, right? You know, I mean, I probably have some in my cupboard somewhere that's that old, <laughs> but I don't think I would try and use it at this time. Hey, Amen. But, but praise the Lord. It, it did not waste. The oil didn't go bad. These, these things are, are, as we say, carnal. They do expire. They go bad. He was telling her, let me tell you something. When you put God first in your life and you pay that cost in worship to him, your meal will never go bad. It won't waste. Your oil is not going to sour and go bad. It won't waste. Until the day that God brings rain again, he will provide meal and oil for you fresh every day. Amen. Are we just so blessed to have God be able to provide for us fresh every day of our life? Every single day we have fresh, renewed blessings in our life. As long as we continue to put him first, as long as we are willing to pay a cost, and as long as we are willing to love and obey him, he will provide and it will not waste. So her son dies. Verse 17 says, And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was sore, that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance? Amen. Whenever we have heartache in our life, one of the first things we turn to is, my sin is my sin coming to collect right but i'm here to tell you once god has washed it away it is gone amen you don't have to worry about sin in the past because once you give it up to god it is gone the scripture says as far as the east is from the west right amen and god will forgive and he will forget amen and be true and merciful unto us. And she says, is he calling my sin into remembrance to slay my son? And he said unto her, give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid upon him. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child Three times, and he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come unto him again. And as I close and the musicians come, it says that Elijah, that the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and that the soul of the child came again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, 
thy son liveth. And the woman said unto Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is true. Amen. You see, God took that opportunity to reach out to this Phoenician widow to show her that I am going to be glorified in your provision because I'm providing for you a little meal and a little oil and because you paid the price and gave to me first I'm going to be glorified in your son coming back to life because as his son was raised she said now I know what's the truth now I know where my truth lies now I can see as I turn to the book of Luke chapter 6 verse number 8 It says, If we give, it shall be given unto us. Amen. When we give him, it shall be given back unto us. It says that it will be pressed down shaken. I, I don't know, you know, if you could fit whatever the possession was, whatever the provision was into a bag, you would begin to push. I could get a little more. I'm going to push down. I'm going to pour this. And I'm going to push down and get a little bit more in there. That's what God is providing. He's going to press down, shaken, and given to you to the measure that you give so shall God give it back to you don't cheat God in giving don't cheat yourself of a blessing because you're afraid to give up what little bit you have or you're afraid to pay a cost because you feel it's too great for you. Because if you give it to God first, whatever that amount is, he's given it back. And if you read anything into the scripture, when he gives it back, he doesn't just give back a little. <laughs> right? He doesn't just give back a little. He gives it all back. Amen? When we give it to him at a cost, when we begin to worship him, when the ten lepers had leprosy and they came to Jesus and they said, Master, that we should be healed. And he tells them, your leprosy will be healed and you go, go find the priest and show him. And the Samaritan man came back to him and fell down at his feet and began to worship him. And he said, you, you see, I, I gave you a little provision, 
by removing the, the cancer over your body, by removing the leprosy from you, where are the others? Who's going to come back? Why did no one else come back and worship me for providing for them? I mean, it, they, they technically weren't disobeying God, but he was saying, look, you weren't even an Israelite. You're a Samaritan man. And you're here worshiping me because of what I've done in your life. Not only are you going to be made healed of leprosy, but you're going to be made whole. And he gave that man more than he was asking for. When it came to him, they didn't say, they didn't say, Master, make us whole again. Return unto us all that we have lost. They just were looking at what was plaguing their body and said, take it away, please. And man, if, if, if we have anything plaguing us and we're willing to, to ask God to take control of our situation, not only is he going to remove the leprosy, but as we begin to worship him, and give more and begin to worship him and give him a little bit more and we just begin to give him all we have I give it all to you Jesus then we will be made whole by what measure we give we shall receive I don't want to hold anything back I like to think that that, that widow woman made the biggest cake she could possibly have made knowing that by what she gave she would receive back for three and a half years her and her son were given a provision until the rains came again because she was willing to answer God first provide him with what it is that he is asking for and believe that what we will receive in return. You know, it, it doesn't seem like much. In reality, just a little meal, just a little oil, a cake a day, right? That's, that's not much, right? It didn't make her rich. It didn't give her, uh, uh, you know, fandom, stardom. She wasn't famous after this. It was just a little, but you see, for her, it saved her life. For her son, it saved his life. Because she was willing to give God that cost. To give it up, God provided salvation for her and her son. And they were saved from the family. If we can stand here in this place tonight, I know that we all have different needs in our lives. We all have desires. I've been praying recently that my desires are not carnal in this world. I don't want I don't want money 
I don't want fame. I, I don't want to have a, a lot of possessions. Uh, I mean, I, it, it's easy, you know, to have desires of this world. It, it's easy to, to make money, to buy whatever you want. But I've recently been praying, God, I, remove from me a desire for possessing what the world has to offer and help me place you first in my life. Above all things, let me place you first and let you be my provider. Amen. As Pastor said this morning, sometimes we hold on to the provision and we forget about our provider. And I've been praying, I've been praying recently, don't let me forget who my provider is. God, don't let me forget to hold on to you in this world. Because in an instant, everything can change. And the only truth I know is that at some point, my body will fail and I will have to face eternity. And I would rather be with you over anything else. I can't take any of my possessions with me in this world. I can't take my car with me. I can't take, you know, my, my, my money. None of those things get to travel away with me. But what I have laid up for me in heaven is so much greater than what I have here in this world. So much truth in a world that is fake, in a world that is not true, but a world that wants to deceive you. You see, Satan has control of the world, and Satan is a deceiver. And his biggest deception is to make you believe that the world has all you need and all you want. But the truth is that God is our safety net. God is our provider. Amen. I love my job. My job pays me. You know, I do work and I get a paycheck just like everybody else out here tonight that's, that's working. You know, you get a paycheck for what you do. Amen. But God is my provider. Amen. God is the one providing for me. So let's just remember tonight, let's lift him up. Let's put him first in our life. When he asks of us, if we could give him just a little, he can do so much with just a little, just a little time. It might be a little bit of our money. It might be prayer. Whatever it is that God is asking for us, whatever needs that we have, if you have lost loved ones, if you place God first and provide his, accept his provision, give back to him. He will provide for you, amen? There is nothing God can't do. My grandparents prayed for my uncle every day of their life. My uncle lost in a world of sin even, even into the 50s, he couldn't move away from it. My grandfather passed away in 2006. My uncle was in prison. 
was not able to attend his father's funeral. About four years later, my uncle came back to God, received the Holy Ghost again, prayed through at an altar because a father and a mother said, God, we're going to put you first. We don't need anything in this world, but we want to see our son saved again. And because they continued to pray and put God first in their life, my uncle came back to God and was saved again and lived for him. Amen. Don't give up. Don't hold back. Give it all to him. Place God first in your life. Let him be your provider. Amen. And he will give you the oil and the meal to go through another day. Just enough to make it one more day. Enough to go again. Another one. Another day goes by because of his goodness and mercy.